There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. your main event introducing the hosts of wrestling with freddie jeff die and freddie prince jr ladies and gentlemen welcome to a brand new episode of wrestling with freddie jeff jackpot die is on location in the great state of idaho and will not be joining us today this is the news of the week AEW All In is this Sunday, and we will go over the card on Unsanctioned Thursdays. Edge had his last match this post-Friday night against Sheamus, or did he? And California got hit by a hurricane and earthquake, but Wrestling with Freddy is still here giving you our audience our weekly love for wrestling. Stay safe, everyone. Let's start the damn show. All right, everybody. How are you? It rained a lot here, but I, let me tell you this right now. Granted, there were a couple places that got hammered pretty good by rain, but in LA, where I live, it was just rain and a little bit of wind for about 45 minutes. And the news made it sound like it was uh, back in 1931, 100 people died. Yeah, they were looking like, oh, what is that out there? And got caught in that bullshit. They weren't just chilling in the valley. It was nothing in LA. In the in Palm Desert, Palm Springs, they like I said, they got hammered pretty good. I got a buddy that lives out there, but here it was nothing. Me and my wife just chilled out and watched a movie here here at the crib. Watched Happy Death Day. <laughs> Suckers. Anyway, wrestling time. Uh, Monday Night Raw. We got a lot to discuss. They're focusing on a new character, on potential potential member of the Judgment Day, Mister J D McDonough. And we're going to get to him in a second. The show started with Damian Priest, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, and the champ, the one and only Rhea Ripley, but no Finn Balor. And they discussed this, you know, Finn, Finn should be out there. He's a part of the Judgment Day, but he's been having beef lately. Bunch of beef with Damian Priest. They got that Priest beef. And that didn't sound right. <laughs> Sorry, he does not have 
<laughs> he does not have the priest beef. I did not. I did not mean for that to sound the way it did. But they got, you know, they got a problem with one another. But it's not beef. It's just an issue. They've got, they take an issue with one another. Out comes the friend of Finn Balor, a friend of Finn, a Foff, Mr. J.D. McDonough himself. There's an old Hollywood adage. And back in the day, tons of Hollywood stars had this. You, you, I want everyone to Google this when you hear me say it. What's the best way to phrase it for a Google search? Stars that have big heads. No, stars that have large heads. I think that's the best way to do it. So back in the day, there was this old adage that on camera, men with larger heads projected better visibly, physically on, on screen. So that was a trait that was actively searched for and looked for. And if you look in a lot of stuff, the best example for my generation, even though he was older than me, was this dude I did a movie with him called Tajillion on her 37th birthday. And his name's Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher, they would say, has a movie star head. But if we were in like sixth grade, we'd go, man, your head is just big as hell. And it wouldn't have been this compliment, but that's something that it was like necessary back in the day and, and probably is still looked for to some, to some degree, right? I'm sure someone else, old school executive somewhere will say, oh, he's got a big head. Maybe that's why I only made it so far. My, my skull wasn't large enough. Although I got this like weird lump, like this unicorn horn that grows from the front that they always had to powder and shine down. That's right, y'all. I'm a unicorn. Deal with it. But anyway, J.D. McDonough has the movie star head. Look at that. I'm telling you, it's the movie star. It's perfectly shaped. It's perfectly large. He's got a perfect head of hair. Good looking kid. And he comes out and he says, uh, sorry to interrupt. And Damien Priest is looking at him like, what the what the hell are you doing out here? Get your punk ass and your big old head and get the hell out of here. And J.D. McDonough's like, yo, man, no disrespect. He's got a, an Irish bird. No, no disrespect there. I don't, I don't mean to upset anyone. And he just explains why Finn's not there. But they in, they've introduced this character. And then eventually everybody else comes out and we're going to get a fight between Sami Zayn and, and J.D. McDonough. But the key here is the McDonough character, right? And we see him later come up again and try to apologize. And Damian Priest is like, dude, if you don't get away from me right now, I'm beat your little ass. Finn Balor comes up and is like, yo, chill out, man. We all know you're six foot four or whatever. Just cool, cool your jets. And uh, it's all calm. But the theory out to here that I'm, that I'm hearing, it's not, I didn't come up with this theory. It's just the one that's out there in the streets, in these streets is that J.D. McDonough is going to become a member of the Judgment Day and turn on his confidant, Finn Balor. He'll no longer be a, a, a friend of Finn. He'll no longer be a fof. No, he will be a fof. He'll be a foe of Finn and turn on his brother. Not brother, but you know what I'm saying. And that'll bring him into the fold of the Judgment Day and leave Finn on the outs. And then they can do something different with Finn. And hopefully they have a cool plan for him because everybody loves Finn Balor. Good looking dude, super shredded. I mean, like Bruce Lee, more shredded than shit. Bruce Lee wishes he was as shredded as Finn Balor. He's gotten so much better on the mic, especially over the last, say, two years, the entire rest of his time. Pretty much ever since they brought him back from NXT, he's, his, his skills on the mic have, have really, really improved. Do you think? Do you think I'm crazy? No, you don't. You agree. We also had Becky versus Trish. Not the not the best match. I don't know how much time they had, but it felt a little it felt a little rushed. But it did end with a cool promise. The promise 
of a steel cage match, which hopefully these two women can uh, tear the cage down, tear the house down, burn the house down, whatever the saying is. And I love, I love Trish. I love Lita Moore. I got to say, I love Lita Moore, but you got to love Trish Stratus in there still kicking ass. I love the broken nose gimmick. And then finally she just said, F it. <laughs> it's like this mask is driving me nuts. We're just going to fight. But yeah, so steel cage match coming up. That'll be awesome. Or it should be. It better be. And in the main event, we had Cody versus Finn Balor. And they have, I'm not going to say they've struggled to keep Cody busy and away from the world championship. Because I think they've done it really well. They've, they've always kept him busy. The Judgment Day was super smart. The Brock Lesnar thing was even smarter. I thought they, they storied that out the right way. And Brock put him over big time at the end, which was pretty cool to see. It's cool to see Brock doing that here at the end of his, his career because he could easily be like, nah, man, I'm not losing. I'm Brock Lesnar. Kiss my ass. And what could you do? It's not like you're going to whoop him. You're not going to put someone in the ring that can actually beat Brock Lesnar. And so you just got to take it. So it's cool to see him do to do good business like that, especially on on Cody, because he, this his story could get stale real quick. You can't just end that bloodline story and let Cody be the focal point again. You got to save that now. Although I really wanted Cody to win last WrestleMania, it now it looks like they're clearly saving that for this coming WrestleMania which means uh, Roman will have that belt for quite some time, suckers. So yeah, so it was Cody versus Finn, and both these dudes are top of their game. Both guys are in their physical prime. They're in their wrestling prime as far as like mentally and their ability to tell a story, their ability to listen to the crowd, but also dictate to the crowd what the pace of the match is going to be. There's a lot of listening and answering going on when you have when you have wrestlers at that at that level. This was a great match. Even if you're you're not a fan of wrestling, I recommend you checking it out. Just record it on your on your DVR or whatever. I watch it on YouTube three hours after it airs because I'm on the West Coast and I just ask it to to record it. I'm pretty sure you have like a bazillion hours of of space on on YouTube TV. Both guys are just top, top shelf. And even if you're just looking to see a couple good-looking dudes, that they're both super good-looking dudes. So there you go, ladies. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. 
that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on to AEW Dynamite. The show started with the single poof firework master... The Squozen One, freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. I will say it again. I did not get it for a very long time. And then one day I watched him just take an absolute beating and then somehow managed to turn it around and everything clicked. And I love him, dude. He's... (laughs) I freaking love Orange Cassidy. I think his opening is awesome. The unfinished meh kind of artwork. Here's one little firework, one little bit of pyro for you. Poof. That's it. And he's just kind of out there like, eh, here I am. Let's wrestle. I don't really care about all this fancy stuff. My son and I do his little soft little kicks to the to the shin. We do that back and forth to each other. So I really like what Orange Cassidy's been bringing to the table. It's been good. My kids like watching him wrestle, too. He wrestled Wheeler Yuda. Wheeler from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Yuda. From the Blackpool Combat Club, Wheeler Yuda. And we all know that Cassidy was going to win this this match. But both dudes, (laughs) AEW just, nah, that's not true because Gunther and them do, too. But Wrestling right now, within this year, has been in the mainstream, has been very much let's beat the shit out of each other on both sides, women and men's patches, especially at AEW and a handful of the wrestlers at WWE, the ones that are tough enough, like Gunther and Sheamus, deal with it. Everybody else who's not tough enough, talking to you, Xavier Woods. No, I'm just kidding. But AEW, they all are this. It's gonna every match has 27 chops, and and that's only the first time they do their chop sequence. Then they add 47 on the second, and then they cut it down on the third sequence to 19. 
There's a lot of chops is what I'm trying to say. But I love them. It's 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 what wrestling is right now. And it's cool to see what is can be best described and I, I think only described as a physical sacrifice to entertain someone. They are legit getting hit super friggin' hard right to their chest. And if there's no meat on that chest, ouch. So some of these young wrestlers that AEW brings up, I don't know how they're taking these chops because they got bird cages for chests. And not that I'm Lex Luger or anything like that, but damn, I'm not trying to take those chops. These dudes beat the hell out of each other. And at the end of the match, Orange Cassidy wins. Thank you very much. No pyro necessary, no celebration afterwards necessary because look out the Blackpool Combat Club. They assault him and all of a sudden the best friends have to rush in to defend him and the Lucha Brothers suddenly hit the scene to save the best friends and then Eddie Kingston returns. Yeah, we love Eddie Kingston, former guest of the show, uh, friend of the show, awesome on the microphone. He's been gone for a while, man. I think he's been in Japan wrestling. I don't watch every wrestling show in the in the world, but he came into the fold cleared shop and i guess they're just gonna beat the living crap out of each other i'll watch them do that because john moxley and eddie kingston are gonna just punch each other in the face (laughs) and just say yeah man let's give the people what they want just punch me as hard as you can yeah say it's same to you yeah all right cool these dudes are both crazy they do not care if if they get hurt so long as they're they agree to it right john moxley bleeds every single night and Eddie Kingston is built like a California redwood tree and is not going to care if you punch him. Maybe he does. And and after the match, they fight again. But I know that's what they're going to do. So if you want to see two dudes actually squab out, that's what's going to happen. Squab out. What is it, 1992? All right. We had a little uh, Chris Jericho letting us know whether or not he was going to join Don Callis' familia. He takes that Chris Jericho pause, and the answer is, it's long, right? It's Chris Jericho. He does the Jericho pause. It's longer than William Shatner's, where he'd be like, there's something on the wing, some thing. No, Jericho's is longer, but he says yes to the surprise of Don Callis. Don Callis had a had a painting out there that was covered, and we've already established he's been trying to to not bribe, but impress upon Chris his desire to represent him and bring him into the fold through artwork. This isn't the best storyline that Chris has been in. I'm I'm trying to sell it better than it is, but it's all right. He's, He's trying to get every single professional wrestler in the world over, and it doesn't always work. Callis is a manager in this case. And Chris goes, well, what's under the curtain? And Don Callis is like, ah, don't, don't worry about what's under the curtain. He's like, no, what's under the curtain? What's what's in the box? And he really wants to know. And Callis is like, no, 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 no. I honestly, I thought you were going to say no. And he's like, well, wait a minute. What you thought I was then now I really want to know what's under there. And he's like, nah, no, you don't want to do And he uncovers it. And it's Don Callis holding the severed head like the Medusa. The Medusa head is severed, only in this case, it's the head of Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho's like, what the hell? And then everybody comes in and beats the shit out of Chris Jericho. Takeshita and then Will Ospreay, the the Aussie who everybody loves from NJPW, and they just whipped his ass. So that was the end of that segment. And then we get to Adam Cole, baby, and MJF, the world champion. 
they're going to go against, they're really trying to put over a lot of the ring of honor stuff before the show, like early in the show. And there's a tag team that they have that represents their championship called Aussie open. And to get them over, they handed them their two top baby faces right now, even though they're going against each other Um, in Adam Cole and MJF and Adam Cole a week or two before said, Hey man, let's, let's go for, let's go for broke before we wrestle. Let's have a tag team. And I've said already, I think Adam Cole's going to turn on MJF in the middle of this match and let MJF get beat up and then go after that, that world title in a very heelish type of way. I'll, of course I say that now to be MJF that leaves Adam Cole hanging and I'll be dead wrong, but that's just what I think. But they are taking on Aussie Open, and in order to uh, study them, this is one of their comedy bits. And every single one of these have been absolute gold. Uh, Max takes them to the Outback Steakhouse to study their Australian opponents for zero hour. And he's very worried about the wrestling because of, of Aussie Open because it looks, it looks pretty good. They go in there and they get the awesome blossom. They get inspired by Australian culture. <laughs> they watch they watch Australian movies with Crocodile Dundee, and then Max wants to adopt an animal form like Kung Fu and, and do the kangaroo style and kangaroo kick these assholes. And Adam's like, no, that's the worst idea ever. But the best idea is double clothesline. <laughs> and then he clotheslines another poor bastard for no reason whatsoever, which is awesome. And then they take a break and from being super bros and they start talking about their match. And it was a pretty darn good promo. Adam Cole talks about how he's been the, the top dude in every company and, and this journey's not complete until he's the top dude here. And Max takes it back and gives him a history lesson of his own life and talks about his first all in and the things he had to do and scratch and claw his way just to get into that show. And now he's going to headline that same show in Wembley in front of 86 plus thousand people. And what a big deal the match is going to be. I'm super excited to see this. There's an interruption and some drama and Adam Cole plays like he's going to super kick uh, Max, but none of that's important. The, the, the match and the story they tell in the tag match is going to be the most, the most important thing in this but it's been a fun story. It's cool that it's coming to a conclusion. It has not gone on too long. There was a really cool, what I thought was just going to be a break with that tag team tournament, the blind tag tournament. And they really turned it into a, to a fun eighties buddy cop story, like 48 hours or, or Beverly Hills cop, things like that. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to watch the match. I got to figure out how to watch the pay-per-view because I don't have direct TV anymore. So I got to figure that out. I know there's websites I can go on, like Bleacher Report and things like that. I just got to figure it out. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friday Night Smackdown, Grayson Waller effect. Grayson Waller, the outstanding Australian from NXT, who has his own version of Ms. TV. Again, Ms. TV is the superior product in this case. Despite the the corny set, Grayson himself is really good at this back and forth and, and the interview stuff in a similar manner to Ms. Ms. is more polished, but you can't blame Grayson for that. He's He's been doing it much, much longer. And he's got Santos Escobar. And Rey Mysterio, the new United States champion. Austin Theory comes out and interrupts this segment after Grayson tries to start drama between the LWO. And the only way this can go is, there's two ways. Either it's respect, respect, and Santos becomes the champ. Or Santos goes evil and becomes the champ. But I think Santos has to win the belt. There's no reason for Rey to be the U.S. champion except to give it to someone. And I'm 99% sure that's Santos. The cool story here was when Austin Theory interrupts and he was looking great. He had the, the, the baby hairy chest going on where it's like not Magnum PI Harry, but it's like 22 year old Harry. Right. And uh, he's looking smooth and he was good on the mic. He was good on the mic on Friday. And then out comes Adam Pierce to be like, nah, dude, you're not getting another shot after what you did. And before he can finish, the real interruption. With everybody saying, L-A-Night, 
Yeah. And here he comes. Everybody's new favorite, the darling of wrestling, L.A. Knight. So much better than Max Dupree. Survived that terrible, terrible gimmick. Got the old one back. Isn't Eli Drake, but we love L.A. Knight. And he cuts a sweet-ass promo that was old school as hell on Austin Theory. Austin Theory chirped back, did a great job chirping back. L.A. Knight says, Dog, let me just challenge you right now. And the winner is the number one contender for the United States Championship. Austin Theory's like, hell no. And Adam Pierce is like, oh, hell yes. Let's get it on right now. Boom. The Miz comes out. Because as we all know, the Miz and, and LA Knight a couple of weeks ago on Monday Night Raw had a problem with one another where Miz said, you're not on my level. And LA Knight established that he is on the Miz's level and then introduced himself a second time. Uh, the Miz came out on commentary and to heckle and berate L.A. Knight and let us know that L.A. Knight once again is just a flash in the pan and a bum, soon to be bum. During the match, she tries to interfere, gets beat down for his trouble. That's what you get, Miz, you punked, punk ass. But in the, in the melee, Austin Theory rolls him up. It looked like he grabbed some trunks and we had another referee failure. Failure. If I'm wrong, sorry for being so belligerent. And Austin Theory gets the win over L.A. Knight. And then Edge, 25th anniversary versus Sheamus. And he promoted this match by telling a story of when he retired. Sheamus does these workout videos called the Celtic Warrior Workouts on YouTube. They're actually really cool. I've followed Sheamus on Instagram for years. I really like the guy. And uh, I love the way he, he works. I love how hard he works. And he's just... A, to know him is to really love him. He's just a good human being, solid citizen. And he did one of his workouts with Edge. And at the time, Edge was doing a lot of mountain biking. He's, he's out there in, in the country where you can do that without worrying about cars running you over. And on the bike ride, Edge just takes a gnarly, just gnarly fall, just has to bail out. And he's a pro wrestler. So he just rolls all smooth and gets up, has some road rash. And he's like, oh, well, hell, if I can do that, I could probably still wrestle. And that was the impetus that sort of brought him back to the ring to see if he could continue to do this. And of course he could, and he's had some great matches, not good, great matches since then. Edge is the freaking man. And they have their final match, which goes back and forth. And the, and the way he presents himself now is like this old, grizzled Viking who is the, still the king, but all these young virile, strong, testosterone-fueled younger Vikings are there trying to kill him so they can be king. And he's sitting there like my man from the Viking show, who wants to be king? They keep climbing it. Great story with Finn Balor. Great story with, in the ring story with Finn Balor. In the ring story with Damian Priest. And his victories would be so desperate at the end, you know, just like one arm over and, you know, you get the win and just be looking off camera, just like, oh, oh I, bar I barely got it. Oh, man, I barely got it. Meanwhile, it goes backstage and they're like, probably like, thank you so much for that match. And he's like, yo, bro, you were so great. And that was the kind of match he had here. It was it was two warriors that, you know, he's he's conquered everything. So he doesn't fight for land or gold or women anymore. He fights for glory. And so does Sheamus. And they had a great sort of like, Warrior against warrior. When you add that extra syllable to warrior, it sounds cooler. Warrior. 
and it was just a really fun match to watch. I I, I love these guys. They were they were absolutely awesome. This was my match of the week. I know he's not done. He can't be done. That was the end of his contract. And he's an older dude. And at 47 years old, I think he's just a year older than me. I know what it feels like to get out of bed. And I don't take bumps for a living. I don't take those beatdowns. But he's not done. There's no way. He's just done with that contract. But there's, there's going to be more matches there's probably going to be, let's let's play here, three more over the next three years, one a year? Come on, man. I'll take that any day of the week. And who knows who his opponents will be. But I will say this. I've heard some talk of like, oh, he could go to AEW and, and do like a final thing with Christian. I can't in a million years see that happening. Edge is WWE born and friggin' bred I can't see him wrestling anywhere else ever. I just, I can't, I can't, can you? There's no, right? There's no way he is, and I died in the wool WWE. And I mean that in a good way. Like he's one of the, the best things that WWE has ever brought to television. And for him to go somewhere else would just feel so friggin' weird. It would feel so, it'd be like when Joe Namath played quarterback one year for the LA Rams. It was just like, wait, what? Your name's Broadway Joe, not Rodeo Drive Joe. That sounds stupid. Yeah, I just don't, I couldn't see him there. And I like AEW. I like both. I've I've always said that. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. So yeah, I, I think he only, I think he can only go there. I think he can only go there. Check out Jeff Die Comedy. And Jeff Dye on all social media to find out where he's performing in a city near you. He's in Atlanta as well and performing almost every night while he's shooting his game show out there that he booked and we're happy. So go out there, congratulate him on his job and uh, you're one of the funniest comics in stand up today, working hard for you out there. I'm Freddie Prince Jr. This is Wrestling with Freddie Prince. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.